in three, two, one. Welcome back to the Aqua Thinking Podcast. I'm Nas, aka Stacks, and I'm Vince. I'm I'm just Vince. And we're, we're we're it's it's a little bonus. This is a bonus episode. This is something for your ears. That that good shit for your ears today. Um. So what me and Vince was talking about today. Do you do you want to go? You want to go in, or you you want me to go in? You want me to go in? All right. So. <laughs> Um, I was watching late last night. Um, I was watching the Juice World documentary, and I was a hater. I ain't gonna lie. Were you a hater? Is it actually hating? It it is. I don't think it was hating, but this is this is how I want to go into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hating because I'm like, nigga, who who is he that everybody you know was loving and this and this and that? And mm-hmm. it wasn't like on some spiteful hating ass shit though. Mm-hmm. It was just more so on some like nigga. You didn't He's, understand his significance. Yeah, I didn't understand his his impact or his mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Uh, and that's what a lot of artists, I don't really understand until they're gone what their message meant to people. Mm. Um, the same with Mac Miller. I watched the Mac Miller documentary. And um, and people quite often uh, die the same. But before we get into that, um, I didn't know, understand the um, hype into Juice World. Like I'm like, all right, his music was okay to me. You know what I mean? It wasn't really relating at that time mm-hmm. because I wasn't going through none of that, um, them trials, right? And me looking at the documentary, I fully understand. I was like, he was 19 with no guidance. Mm-hmm. 19 acquiring numbers like Drake. 19 acquiring a whole new love from people all across the world and, and not under really understanding. And it was like, it it. It was like, but even even before we even get to that part, it's like I'm looking at Juice World and I see an album every month. I see Juice World this, Juice World that, Juice World, and I understand that's a part of his legacy. But some things like um, I feel like with Pop Smoke, when Pop Smoke died and, and stuff like that, they tarnished it because mm. that's now the music that he probably didn't want out. Or and not even just that, but I just feel like um. With a lot of artists, one, I feel like once someone dies, leave that shit alone. Yeah. You don't have to release anything unless they specifically say, I wanted people to hear this. This is something I want people to have when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. If they don't have like something like that already put in place, leave that shit alone. Because yep. at the end, it just feels like y'all are just using, y'all using a dead body to get money off of other people. Like you using what he had while he was here. To to get money and and you know how these so but my thing is is the contract still has to be fulfilled correct he he's dead but he still signed the contract regardless of that he still had signed a contract like this many albums from my my record label has to come out regardless of the fact that they do need to still make their money don't get me wrong I, that just feel like some satanist shit like it just feel like you made a deal with the devil and the devil's still trying to work you. Like so, it's like he he the man is dead. Mm-hmm. You, there is no more contract. Once he died, the contract was was no and void. I'm about to look up what age he died. Um, he died. Um, he definitely died. Like uh, he died on his birthday. He did. That is sad. Yeah, he died. That's he, sad. He de- December eighth. Mm. And um, I don't want to give a oh. Motherfucker, it's already it's in the a, news. It's, it's in the news. <laughs> but I'm saying like I'm saying it like it's a movie. But it was it was put but together so well you, though. But that that's the thing that really be bothering me. And we talked about this on, on our longer episodes on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is the the like 
that aspect of it. And I feel like that's why we, we don't really look into stuff and ask questions because everything already gets presented to us like it is a movie. And that was a whole that was a man's life. He died on his twenty first birthday. Now let's mm. go back. Let's go back. Who who are you? Huh? Harriet Tubman talking about let's go back. No, no, seriously, like let's go back. Um to the point where it's like, um he said that all live fast, people we're not gonna make it past twenty one. But but he manifested at nineteen. I say I say that though. Don't don't like I don't talk about my death because I don't want to manifest that shit. For like once you start like even like like we talked about this I feel like one time on a podcast too. Like once you start bringing in death and you start talking about your death, you manifest it. Mm-hmm. Just like with anything else, like you you and I feel like death is something that's easy to manifest. Like it you, is, and I've you know and it's weird. This is my weird complex I've been having lately. I've not I haven't had suicidal thoughts or anything of that nature, but it's been like like You've been thinking about how it would be to not be alive? Like not even that. It just feels like um how do I say it? It just feels like why am I thinking about life too much? And and mm-hmm. and it's like why am I like thinking about like if what if I don't accomplish all the things that I don't accomplish like in like what was the purpose of this? What was mm-hmm. my pur- what was my set mission? Which we still don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like I like damn, when you look at shit like documentaries like that, it's like damn, this at any moment. And but, it's so scary because it's like I don't want these thoughts or mm-hmm. I don't want to even manifest my own demise, but it's like it goes into account where it's like um will people come Cause that was a big thing when I was like young, like um, I thought that uh, I used to look at like cartoons or like things of like uh, Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I felt like Scrooge as a kid, and I was like, I don't think nobody gonna come to my funeral. And it's like the what, what was you doing as a kid? I didn't feel love, but I was loved, mm. you know. And I think that's that when we talked Did- about awkwardly depressed. I think we didn't really touch on like mm-hmm. kids really like not really fully understanding that, and that was another part of that documentary. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying, like I was telling my mom, I was depressed, and I was telling things like, "Granted, my mom is a good person to talk to because she's a therapist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?" And she was always vocal, like, "How do you feel? Like if you're angry, do this, this, and this, and that, and the third. But it just felt like I was still alone. Like I just didn't feel like that good love, or or Did I you, needed some validation like a of love. Responsible love, like that. Like you know how your family, you're responsible. They don't have a choice but to love you. But it's a deeper kind of love when you got that connection. Like, yeah, but it just felt like it just at a at a younger age, I just felt so out of place. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like, oh, like even when I was saying that when we was in the Uber. I said, um, damn, like, I was always looked at as the bad kid or I never could do right. and But mm. I would just be thinking, like, I would just be creatively thinking. Or I told I told my kindergarten teacher, like, if you do bad things, you're going to go into hellfire or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just me genuinely, like, she's being mean f- to me for no reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you keep being mean to people throughout your life, this is what's going to Well, And as a co- kid's mind, this is what's going to happen. But I didn't feel love because I always felt like the the odd kid out or, you know, throw stones. And um, I had friends, of course, but at that time it was just like death really seemed easier at that time. Mm. And, it, and it's like, 
nobody puts awareness to early childhood suicide. And people are like, oh, you, you don't even know what suicide is. You don't even have to know what it is. To know you don't want to be here. To know you don't want to be here. And I even had that, that um, I think I suppressed it. And we're going, we're still going to go back to the juice because it all ties mm-hmm. in. I still suppressed it to a fact that um, it was like, uh, 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 I suppressed it to the point where it caught up as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How I dealt with my emotions, I just shrugged it off. You know, like, oh, boys don't cry, da, 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 X, Y, and Z. So it was just more so one of those points. It was like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to explain. Like, you don't know why you felt that way? or Yeah, like, I was just like, I was so, I didn't go through, I mean, I went through stuff, but it was, was just like. I was going to say, you, you, you know. I went through a lot, you know what I mean? And to, to the other person, my mom might not think, or my mm-hmm. dad might not think, oh, you went through a lot, but you got to. Because they've been through it, and they grew up through it already. Exactly. And protect your kids Mm -hmm. and understand. Sometimes, yeah, kids do lie and stretch the truth, but stop allowing adults to strip that innocence Mm -hmm. from children. Even when we talked about sexualization and and overexposed, you're taking the innocence. And even when I watched the documentary, he's 19, still innocent. He's a child still. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's young. And all these drugs that people were feeding him and enabling him and, yeah, bro, yeah, you want to perk, da-da-da-da-da, or you want this, uh, da-da-da-da, yeah, come on, let's do it, let's do it. You know what I mean? You're stripping that innocence Mm -hmm. from somebody. And I never understood, like, why, and and that goes to the the not even the conversation, but the whole concept of, like, you should cry when a baby is born. You should celebrate when somebody dies. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have it so opposite because it's like, honestly, at a funeral, I don't, I mean, I'll get emotional, you know, I'll cry because that was a beautiful soul that impacted my life in some mm-hmm. in some regards. But it's like, I'm celebrating you because you, you don't have these burdens no more. You don't have to go through life. You can finally be that innocent spirit that you once were. I think shit. what it is, so... Um and like as somebody who's experienced a lot of death, like just from close family members, is um, you know, I had a bunch of siblings who died mm-hmm. and and that was like really hurtful. And then I had my grandparents die, which didn't hurt me. Cause it was like my grandparents, like you said, that beautiful soul, now you you done. My my grandparents, I felt like, died at ages where it was like, it was okay. You did everything you wanted to do. Or not maybe not everything you wanted to do, but you got to live. You lived all the way in, up until the end, and it wasn't like you you had like um, you know. Besides just the other the, the normal things that humans go through, like the trials and tribulations, you didn't um, you didn't like suffer into your old age either. Mm-hmm. And but like with with younger people, when, when younger people die, it's like you know that's a life that was cut short. So it's like that's why I feel like. At those kind of funerals, you grieve and you grieve the hardest and you you cry the hardest. And but with my grandparents, we kind of celebrated that. Like mm-hmm. we, it wasn't just like a happy ass moment. Like but you, you you not enjoyed your life. But some people you be like oh, you enjoyed your mm-hmm. life, life and, and and stuff like that. But go ahead because I cut yeah you. no you good. My grandparents were were old enough where it was like we okay with this. Mm-hmm. Y'all gave us y'all time. And and like we were prepared for it, and I think that'd be the difference. You you get prepared for it, and you know it's coming, and you like you become okay with that. Like my 
my mother, even though that was her father and mother, that was something she was okay with. Like she, she knew like, okay, this is coming. But I, I was more so blessed to have had all these years that I had. My grand, my grandpa lived to be like 97, 98. And my grandma was, um, 89, I think when she passed. Um, so it was like, they got to live a really like beautiful life. Mm-hmm. But with younger people, they don't, you know, especially with everything that goes on, we don't get to see that anymore. Because everybody wants to live fast. Social media has made that. Uh, Not even just that. It'd be like, okay. Because, I, no, I'm, I'm a, wait, before, let, mm-hmm. me, let me get to that point. Because uh, before um, we came here, uh, I was watching um, Breaking the Machine. Shout out to Spank. And my, oh, yeah. Um, I was watching them, and they were saying, like, Young Thug was saying, it's depressive. You know what I mean? And then I looked at... Uh, Something Safari said on um, the internet. He said, "Growing up, I didn't have to look at a, a, a nigga with a bust down Roly, or um, chains and this and this and that mm-hmm. and that to feel the pressure of I need to be in my twenties, mad successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got to to cherish the, the lifestyle of just going through it, grinding and da 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 da. Yeah, I seen it, but it wasn't so in my face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that adds on to that. It wasn't an expectation. Exactly." Mm-hmm. And I feel like people have manipulated their minds to morph that. Like I have to be successful. Even I fall, I fall victim to that too. Like mm-hmm. I have to be successful in my twenties so I can provide for the rest of my life. Or because it's something that I never had, or it's something. And um, I don't want to um, skip over your point, so I'm gonna just let you finish what you was. What you, I was just more so saying, like with the live fasting. Um, I don't think it's always a social media thing. I do think, like, you know, a lot of times we do got to live a little fast because, like, we see people die so young. Like, in back in Cleveland, we got, you know, my a lot of people in my high school are already dead. Like, mm-hmm. we've lost a bunch of students. Like, a bunch of people we graduated with uh, while going to school and then right after, too. Like, we just lost another person like and it's just people who have people are dying in their 20s yeah and that's the thing it's not like people are are like my like i said when my grandparents they got to reach that age people aren't being able to do that due to like gun violence drugs and stuff addiction and stuff uh-huh. um outside stuff and just other stuff in in a way people do live fast and i will say like people live fast and we need to give up that concept mm-hmm. want to live Cause, long because living fast is like was was also uh aging us faster yeah. too and yeah, tearing us down i ain't gonna lie when i was watching the documentary i'm like he 19 mm-hmm. look like he like 27 mm-hmm. and that's because of drugs though you know what i mean all them drugs being in your system you like this nigga look old as fuck and he younger than me you know I what think, i mean the other thing is, is like, and I remember get, like debating with niggas on Twitter about it. Um, the the what, what's that? Twenty nine and under club. Oh like, yeah, about like uh, death un- before thirty or something. Yeah, like that. that like people artists dying before they was thirty, and like it's like to me it becomes sensationalized. That's that's like your second cough, but I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm not under the weather, but. Uh, I don't have COVID, guys. Trust me, I took a test. So I don't They're have not, COVID. It's just but, a chest cold. Um, but like I, I, I was telling him like I think y'all creating a club and being like okay, yeah, and then making it seem like this is like 
um, like an actual club to want to be a part of and shit, I think that adds to it. I think um, the promotion of drugs and our music and shit adds to it. Like, um, you know, I work at, I don't like saying where I work because I don't never right. want anybody. Don't, don't incriminate yourself. Yeah. But I work around kids, and one of the kids uh, had, like, grape juice. And, like, little dude, like, hey, he was like, yeah, this this that lean. I'm off that lean. I used to do shit like that with cigarettes. I, I n- well, cigarettes. That's the that's same still, thing. It's not. Because, it's, listen. Cigarettes is bad, but it's you see that. Cigarettes, no, I don't. feel like. No, you, you see. Growing listen, up. You see your auntie smoking a Newport 100. And you and do. And you see your uncles and black and miles and stuff like that. You're emulating something you see. And I agree that it's, 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 but it's not as bad as little kids thinking lean is okay. Because why do you even, like, I? that's where the innocence is stripped at. That's what I mean. Like, up until a certain point, like, when you growing up, you see people smoke cigarettes. You don't think cigarettes is like, like, you don't think cigarettes is just like this whole bad thing, which is cigarettes are, are fucking terrible for you. But it's like it's different because cigarettes aren't going to cause you to to be out of body and shit versus and they, you know, cigarettes do have harmful effects. We know that. But growing up, I, I wasn't like, but we I didn't know shit about weed until I was damn near a teenager. I ain't know what a weed was. I ain't know what the smell of weed was. I knew. I knew. I want to say I knew about weed, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I keep you good? You off. Um, I know about. I used to have um, blunt guts um, all over. It used to be all over my cousin's house, and I remember this one day I had my juice, like you know I got a juice from Wendy's and shit. So um, I'm drinking the juice, and I'm like. I'm like inhaling it, and I'm like it's tobacco guts in there, but I never understood like what was it for. So mm-hmm. that that part was like weed and stuff. Like hey, hey, get the kids out there. But I used to be in environments where it was like card games, drinking and smoking and X, Y, Z. I didn't necessarily never knew what they was smoking because I was like, oh, this is a black and mild. Oh, this is a cigarette, but it's weed in there. But it's I've been in those environments. But I mean, later on and down the road, when you see something, when you see either drug abuse, you say you think it's cool to a it's a social drug. Now pills have become a social drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oxycontin, perks, this and that. Oh, yeah, I popped the perk last night. Oh, I popped the Xan. It's like, even when I was at, um, uh, I'm not going to say the establishment, mm-hmm. but um, when I was cooking and somebody said, like, I can't even fuck oh, yeah. without uh, taking something. Or, mm-hmm. or if I'm on something, I can't even fuck. Like, I can't even get up. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, bro, we so young. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, we that that stem supposed to be up there. You feel me? Not saying it like that, but it's supposed to be like, why is we depleting our our good health mm-hmm. for the for the sensation of drugs? Sometimes, no, that's facts. Even with smoking, you gotta take that into consideration. Like even people who just smoke weed, like we do have a like not long term. <laughs> we has like when you smoke weed long term, it will have effects on you. You start feeling different, especially if you abuse it. Like you can't be out here just abusing shit. Like and even with like pills, that's another thing. I ain't, I was not exposed to pills until I came to undergrad. And yeah, niggas it was, was a, popping pills. It was yeah because it was Zans. Zans was really like in at that time. Yeah, and I and I said that like too like we was like um i ain't really understand that culture yeah mm-hmm. like you know like we yeah high school shit is we but like once niggas got to like pills pills are opioids that's a, like a hair mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's like 
just because you're not sticking it in your veins, you're still putting it in your body. That's something like that really has a hold. People really get real life sick off that mm-hmm. shit. Um, and then when I went back home, a nigga was like, yeah, I just, I, you know, I popped a perk, da, 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 this and this and this and that. And they sensationalized because now perk make you fuck longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, you know, we young, so 20, and we in our 20s, so that's all we thinking about is fucking. So fucking, you know, that shit, oh, shit, perk make me do that. It made me last longer. The honey pack make me do that. And we just burning ourselves out because it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, we just want that, 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 is it that glory? Is it glory? Or I that think validation? We just wanna, not even validation. We just, I think, um, yeah, that's why it fucked me up too. <laughs> a lot of us have like just come up in like really fucked up situations, and I feel like sometimes with like um, pills and weed and like other shit, it's just an escape. It's us leaving where we at right now a little bit mentally, and then being able to come back. Um, I don't think it's really about us wanting to fit in or anything with anybody or or no nothing like that. I think it's more so just literally like. You hear people and you hear the effect it has on them. Oh, that, you don't feel that shit? Oh, like, you don't, motherfuckers who, like, I don't know, like, you, I don't know, bro. Like, people do shit so they don't feel it in the moment, feel how they feel in the moment. Yeah, and that's what, another thing, uh, ties him back into the, uh, to the uh, documentary. He was saying, like, I was taking drugs because I didn't want to feel Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He said, um, and it was something so scary that uh, even like Kid Leroy said, and he was like, um, he said, I feel depersonalized, and they was like, oh, you know, you know, his he said his family was like, oh, like it's great, like it's so exciting for you to like be in this moment, like you're mm-hmm. not, you don't feel like you're here. No, he's like, no, like I just feel like I'm not here, like I don't feel like this body is like a thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing uh, Juice said. He was just saying, like, uh, it's like depersonalization or something like that or something like that where it's just like you don't feel like this is. And he said at any moment, I, he said this lifestyle feels so surreal that it's like when I, if I, if it stops, it's going to be like I wake up and mm-hmm. it's like, damn, like, this is all a dream. You know, I went through that for like a moment. But it wasn't, like, through drugs and stuff. When I talked about this on my Instagram, the disassociative, like, mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, I went through that. Like, with being depressed and shit, you, and, and like, not even just depressed, but, like, um, I think especially with working. Like, I was working in a factory and shit, and it just shit did not feel like, it didn't feel real. It was like I'm literally waking up, I... I wake up, go straight to work. From work, I come home and I go to sleep, wake up and go straight to work. And it got to a point where my day started blending. Uh-huh. And it was just like, this was just a normal thing. This was routine. I don't, and remember, I don't know if you remember, but I kept saying, I feel like squid work. And yeah, that episode yeah. where everything is just moving constantly. And he thought it was something he liked at first, but then he realized there's no change to this shit. And I feel like, Sometimes, and I'm a firm believer of God, and uh, I believe that it's when your soul feels like this is draining you or you feel depressed doing it, this is not, mm-hmm. like, his mission set out for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even when we come in here, you know what I mean? I don't feel like this is work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, I'd even put it to you like this, making videos felt like work. Editing 
felt like work mm-hmm. because I felt like it wasn't something that it was I meant to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I truly don't understand sometimes what we are set out here to do. And that's not really for us to understand. Why ain't it? Um, it was another thing back in the documentary. He says, when you cloud yourself out instead of just living in those moments or mm-hmm. just when you cloud yourself, now you have, uh, you, you've changed type of behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like now, like uh, same what Martin was saying, like I can't think about who don't love me and who don't love me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's just like, I just got to be there and whatever, whoever mess with it, whoever mess with it. Mm. You know, so it's like, um, I forgot where I'm going with this. Question. Yeah. Do you think, um, like, let's say we were able to know our purpose. Do you think once we become aware of our purpose, that's, because um, part of me feels like becoming aware of your purpose will, will really make you happier? No. Oh. Like the complete opposite. Ooh. Because it's like now you, like you kind of, it's like you get put in a box once you know. And I don't mean, I, I like sometimes I think life is a journey for us and we find our purposes through that. But I think mm. if, if like let's say at birth we were just, okay, this is what you go do. This is what, what yeah. you meant to be. Chin- well, not Chinese, Asian, mm-hmm. some in Asian culture, mm-hmm. um, they do that. Like yeah. say if we I put the two phones um on the table and the, this one phone is toys mm-hmm. and this means you become a toy maker. This phone is a piano, now you become a musician. Whatever that baby crawls to, that's that's his life. Mm. That's what he said. That's what human ideals made him do. You mm. know what I mean? But I really do feel that because I tell people this all the time. Your purpose sometimes could be giving a homeless man a dollar to realize this can be my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part of life because you want this thing like um, so bad. Like, you know, we want to be we want to be rich. And then it acquires fame sometimes when being rich, mm-hmm. however you do it. So um, we're not going to deny that. But it's like um, I don't even think we want to be rich. We just understand that being poor is it not a, it's, it's not fun. It sucks. It sucks ass. And it's some moments in being poor that's fun that mm-hmm. we can reflect on and things of that nature but when you in it it shit sucks you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it's like um i I was at work and i'm like bro i am so unhappy mm-hmm. like i was like bro and it and it felt like i'm not supposed to be no like i was like bro i'm so mad mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then somebody asked me not so long ago they was like would your younger self be proud of you mm-hmm. i said he would be proud in some aspects but he would be very disappointed as well you know what i mean because it's like from what i've seen as a young kid and it's not to say that people I didn't put the work in or nothing like that it's just not my time mm-hmm. you know it's just one of those things where it's like that kid is like this is not what I wanted for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you know I do have my um you know back going back to even to the innocence part I go back to look at I, I have it on my wallpaper I have younger me in my wallpaper and it's the meaning behind me having that is just like this kid didn't give a fuck about people's opinion this kid was just living his life. He 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 drew whatever he drew. He he created whatever he created. Don't let people strip your innocence. You know what I mean? And don't let those those people take from who you who you were really set out to be because so many people can manipulate you to become this thing you're not. And um what was the what was the point? 
we're freestyling this to let y'all know we <laughs> we don't have we don't have a game plan this is a bonus audio so this is this is real rugged real transparency uh real transparency shit yeah real real <laughs> transparency shit i don't i don't really know what the what the point was but i felt that like don't let people strip your innocence yeah and like it's I, just it's it's my fault my fault but it's just like you feel so like out of place like mm-hmm. bro like people come in day to day you see like even even a motherfucker could work construction i hear oh yeah babe um from where i work and i'm not gonna tell y'all where i work because it's none of y'all fucking business <laughs> where i work but i hear yeah um i hate a loud mouth i i really always hated a loud mouth mm-hmm. like bragger <laughs> he was like yeah babe look we just closed the deal twenty five thousand. Change our lives. Da 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 da. He does construction. Mm-hmm. I always ask people because um, where I work, they buy suits, they buy like real expensive things, and um, so I always ask like, "What do you do?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, I just I'm a contractor. I make blueprints and stuff like that." But you know, you making X amount an hour, you like fifteen thousand. That would be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to get you out of that situation. Money doesn't bring happiness. I'm. I'm, I'm I- I'm I, I'm gonna disagree with you, I'm, bro. I'm, money doesn't I'm, bring happiness. I feel like if I had a certain amount of money, I would not have a lot of the problems that I have right now. I doubt it. Listen, it will be, it will be amplified. Look at how life was was in college when you didn't beautiful. because you didn't have responsibilities. Because like in college, I, my money I should have saved so fucking much money in college and just I would have been straight for the rest mm-hmm. of my life down there, but. Because in college you don't have really I, like I didn't have a bill. I went to college not exactly for free, but I never really had to pay out of pocket after freshman year. Um, so I was just really I would have extra income coming in because I was an RA and I worked on the campus and I was getting refunds and shit. So I would I would be getting refunds. I would get paid for my big job and then I was getting paid um, from RA, which was like a smaller job at the time. It would be times where I forgot I was even getting paid from RA. The money would come on to the like the money would come on to a separate another card and it'd just be sitting there. And I wouldn't there wouldn't be no need to touch it. There wouldn't be like unless I wanted to go like in college I had the free range to just blow money. And I really didn't have that free range, but I'm glad I did at the same time because I got to enjoy myself and I got to like really like get shit that I wanted and live Live a way that I didn't when I was younger. Exactly. So I'm happy I got to do that. But having money allow and not having responsibilities for the most part allow me to to be happier. And I think that's like now that we a little bit older, we on our own, we paying rent and shit, and we uh we got to pay for food, we got to pay a light bill, a water bill. Um, Don't fucking remind me. We we you know we not <laughs> yeah, as happy because yeah, you go to work. I'm sorry, you go to work. And you 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 see your money, you see like where it's going already, and it's like that. Sometimes that can be a depressing ass feeling, especially if you at a job where you're not making enough money, or where you gotta go in. Like when I was working in factories and shit, I would go in there. I'm doing ten hour shifts, and I would just feel like, bro, why the fuck am I here? I would I would hate the fact that I was here, and I would look around, and I would like really be talking to myself like. Is this my life right now? Mm. Like, is this is this real? Like, this is really what I'm doing. And and uh, that's not me trying to shit on anybody who work in factories or nothing. Get your money. Get because your money. yeah, get your and for for people 
who who like for for a lot of people that, that like working in factories is a great way for for y'all to get money and shit. But it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my path, and I knew that wasn't my path. Mm-hmm. And because I was dying in there, like I I wasn't happy. I y'all saw me. I would come home. I would sleep on the couch instead of even sleeping in my bed. I would, I'm on the couch in the middle of the fucking night in the dark. As and living room, fucking Naruto, loud as <laughs> hell, music loud as hell. It was it was real depressing. But if I would have had, like, if I would have had cushion to fall back on, and not have to work, and like work, like even that when I worked on campus, working in a while, mm-hmm. I was happy because I wasn't was study floor income, or it was just you was around people who you shared. Common interest I mean that That part comes in Like we We all shared Common interests and shit We was all in school together We all You know We, we all became friends And then um, But it was also Just cause I didn't I knew Once I got that check That check was Anything I wanted to do uh, Now It's like Or not now Cause shit is a little different Now thank god But When I was A few months ago Not even a few Shit A month or two ago it was like I'm about to get this check and this shit about to be gone. Now I'm a. This is where I'm on counter. Mm-hmm. I was getting, I was getting a large sum of money at a certain time in society, <laughs> um, and it was like once you do acquire stuff like that, people want so much from you. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, da, 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 da. and it's like you, the dependent becomes the 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 dependent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, why do people? I want to help you, but it's just like it's so draining. Now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's like when we get to those points where we making those dollars and stuff like that, we will be truly happy in the sense of the freedom part. You know what I mean? Uh, I had a long uh, car ride with my uh, line brothers, and um, my line brother told me he was like, "I think Nas, you you love money too much, coming from a nigga that make money." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I said, no, I just like the freedom it brings. I don't, I don't like going into work every day. I have to. And that was like when my mom told me that. It was more so like I wanted to cry so bad because it was like it's something I have to do, nothing I want to do. And it, it was just like it was one of those things like you grown now, you really out here now, and you know it's nothing I didn't ask for. I asked for this. You know, I told her, I was like, I'm not coming back home. I want to I wanna know how to pay a bill. I want to um, mm-hmm. do this, do that, because for just, I know you're not going to be on this earth, you know what I mean? However, you know, she's going to live a long life, but you, I know at some point you're not going to be on this earth. Some things I do have to acquire, you can't shelter, and I felt sheltered, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, I said, yeah, I don't care about money. I care about the freedom it brings and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it doesn't bring happiness because it's like even when I did have a, a good sum of money, yeah, I was taking care of myself and I was doing the things that I wanted, but it was just like, damn, it's so much it's so much more. It's still more bills at home that need to be paid. And, you know, when we was in college, I used to be stressed out. Like mm-hmm. I used to be, like, home, not home, but, like, I'd be at the wild working my ass off sometimes like, at, a, like, a short rate because, like, shit going crazy back home, but mm-hmm. I need enough to just send out. You know what I mean? And not saying that my mom didn't have it, but I think, you know, when you making them goals or that purpose, even going back to that purpose part, it was it was moments like my mom lost money. And uh, 
her cry was one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to never hear that again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a make it way, so you know I tried the football, I tried to rap it, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work. You know what I mean? Or it's just like I didn't keep at it where it could have worked, but it was just like it didn't feel right. Like this ain't this ain't that, you know, for me. And it was just like hearing those cries of lo- losing money and how it had a hold because it's like now we ha- we're out here trying to survive or mm-hmm. we out here, you know, you ain't really understand those those writings on the mail. Like the numbers on the mail until you got to an adult, because you always be like, bro, there's so many numbers on this. No, they're counting how much we gonna have to either eat or to, you know, mm. to do whatever, even some leisure to give my kids some sneakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think we don't even have. It's it's a passion, but we are more. Everybody's saying passion is to get out to from being from poverty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just because you were a little bit more well off, I was more well off than some, and I'm not going to say I had the worst childhood because I've I've kept up with um, the best of them. You know what I mean? As far as game consoles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's never been a, a dry Christmas. It's, I probably I had one probably, if that. And we I had still a lot had of dry a, like, Christmases, but it was just like seeing that moments where your mom crying or just like, "What are we going to do, Pop?" You know what I mean? or mm-hmm. And it was like, it was killing my soul. Like, But that's kind of where, like, the innocence gets stripped at, too. Mm-hmm. And it's not something, like, I know, like, your mother didn't do on purpose. Right. But it's like. It forces you to grow up, though. Yeah. Because it's like, now, all right, how we going? Like, I was telling Martin this, like, not too long ago. I was like, nigga, I was sold some Jordan 10s for $60. But that $60, my mom was like, why the fuck would you do that? And when we pay like a hundred something dollars for these shoes, in my mind I'm like, we need money for food on the table. Even though that's probably like she already had it covered, mm-hmm. my mind is like, it's extra. It's extra. Mm-hmm. We I need to go out with shovel. You know what I mean? Even though it's time I hated shoveling. Like that was one of them hustles really? that I hated fucking I like knocking shoveling. on doors and shit oh, yeah. like that. Because it's like, like hey, you digging. Can I um shovel your your um drive? How much you going? Da, 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 mm-hmm. Ten dollars, all right. Because is in Philly is every house is like close together, so oh, yeah. it's not many. It's only like one pathway for real. It's petty as fuck because it's like say if you got this one door and this door and they side by like they next to each other and shit like that, and it's you like a staircase. They share same staircase and it's like one side is like all shoveled down and the other side filled with snow and shit. It's petty as fuck, but um. Going back to that, it just forces you to grow up, and it just takes that, you know, even being um, growing up an only child. It was just a lot of things where it's just like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't think uh, money was, was it was going to solve a lot of issues, but it wasn't going to solve a lot internally. Mm. And I knew that in, in as a kid, though. Like, I don't know. It just felt like when people say, like, they felt like they've been on this this earth before like sometimes i feel like i was like from the ambition i do have i was at a um and i could be rambling right now um i felt like i was once rich in in a, in a past life because you you a bougie motherfucker I, I do I, I i like expensive shit you know what i mean but i feel like I, in a past life i was once rich but this is that humble i was mm-hmm. i was that point to the time where it's like you need to be humble to acquire this again or this is that lesson in your new life. Like, you you going to start from here. You probably going to get it. You probably not. You know what I mean? More, you want it, you know? But I feel like that 
You know what I mean? Like, damn, like, nigga, you need to be humble. And that's what a lot of things, too, people don't understand. Sometimes you do need to get humble. Like, when I, when, I, when we first started Before the Bus, I was not humble. Mm. And I took a brief break um, um, doing some stuff. And I was like, that was a humbling experience because I was too arrogant. Mm. I was like, nigga, I just started something on campus. I'm lit. I'm, I'm him. I'm him now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People asking for me. Da 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 da. People seeing a brand. Oh, people in here know me. Da 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 da. And that wasn't the way a leader should should lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had to get humble. Who are you? You know what I mean? Who? who what? What? And I tell people all the time. They say, "Oh, well, we 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 kind of, you know, stopped everything that you did." Da, da, da. I said I needed that because now I can I can come across confident but not arrogant. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't have to go through Vince is Vince be telling me this. You don't have to go through a hard, tough time to, to learn a lesson, and that's very true. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna stop rambling. Go ahead. I don't really got nothing to say. Um, just as far as like not going through the tough time, like we don't like. I think a lot of times. Uh, we get told by people who are already there um, in the places that we want to be that, oh, in order to get here, you're going to have to struggle. And so a lot of times I think we put ourselves through through stuff so we can struggle, so we can get there a little faster, or so we can be like, oh, yeah, we did that. We did that struggling. Because sometimes, you know, it's like people feel like if you ain't struggled, you ain't really get there on your own. Like you ain't really get there. And that, like, that goes into, um, that goes into, uh, who the fuck was I just thinking about? It, it's like, it's a, um, it's the, the one, uh, Denzel Washington's son. What is his name? The one who's acting. Okay. Um, or maybe it's not Denzel Washington. It's one of those, one of them have a son and he was just in that little black and white film with Zendaya. Okay. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he, he was basically saying, like, he wasn't telling people who he was related to. Mm-hmm. So he, like, when he would go get parts just so they wouldn't give it to him based off of that. And it's like, nigga, yo, people's put in at work. For you to do that. Yeah. And maybe not just specifically for you to do that, but they put in all these other people. They And, and I think that's a really, really huge thing with black people. We think we have to go through it. And if we don't go through it, it won't be respected. It won't be, like our efforts won't be as respected um, once we get there. Cause and society has a way of like trying to humble us like that. You ain't really have to go through shit. You it was handed to you, mm-hmm. and it was like so. So what? My my the person who came before me had to go through it. They went through it, so I didn't have to. And we and then the 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 crazy thing is we do that for our kids, like. We, we we try to establish ourselves. We try to uh, have generational wealth so our kids won't have to go through the struggles we go through. But then around us, we we talk about people who were given silver spoons and were able to get opportunities and stuff. And on a certain level, I do, I get why. Because it's like, for for people who struggle, it's like you, you feel like you got cheated out again. By somebody who already had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so 
on that end, it's like you you, you feel cheated. But then at the same time, you always got to take into consideration maybe somebody before them struggled and put in that work. And But why do we got to struggle? Because it's, it's sensationalized. It's sensationalized. Like, I was in the trenches, da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, we was in the field, da-da-da-da-da. It's music. Mm-hmm. Music makes you want to, what's that like? What's what's that like being being broken? You know what I mean? Having having not no hot water or you know what I mean? What's that like? You know what's crazy though? Like as someone who's gone through that, someone who hasn't had hot water, someone who hasn't had electricity, shit, someone who just hasn't at points haven't had water in the house, like running water and shit. Like it I don't like seeing that shit no more. Yeah. I don't like like Nas and them would be like, Oh, let's watch this. Let's listen to this. Let's uh, let's have. Did you see this movie? And I have to tell them I I don't watch shit like that. I don't like. I don't reliving. care. Yeah, because I feel like I'm reliving it. I don't like watching slave movies or anything that got to do with black people being oppressed um, by white people or any other groups of people. Like I don't like that shit. I don't want to relive that. I don't want to like. When I watch shit or when I watch movies or read books, I really want to get taken out of where I'm at right now. I want to get taken out of my environment, my reality, and be exposed to something a little bit different. So a lot of books I like to to read or, yeah, to read are books about people who got superpowers. It's not about... Raising Dion. (laughs) It's not about you having to fight racism or or some shit. What if it's it's a superhero that want to fight racism? It it, it is. It's a lot. Yeah, shit. It's a lot of superheroes who do. But I don't... Like, I just don't want to have to, like, because I feel like it's a box that they put us in. And and I don't want to have to always be in that box. I don't want to, I don't like power. I like power. They I couldn't. <laughs> I, power, it, it had pissed me off because it was like, you see this black man. <coughs> Trying to get out of this situation. And you keep wanting to bring him back into that Yeah, shit. and you as his wife and as a black woman, you want him to stay there for the fast money. And look uh, what it did that, to though. your family. Like, it broke your family up. Your daughter got killed behind that shit. Yeah. yeah you lost your, you lost dude behind that shit, and now your son is in it too. And I don't I don't even know the full story, so I can't really talk too I much on it. I think died, so everybody's there, but the, so is the mom and the, uh, and the little boy. And then they got another kid. It's another kid. Oh, yeah, the uh, yeah. little baby. Yeah, I forgot all about But yeah. And then you got him switching up on It's stuff like that for me. I, I just personally don't like to watch it because I feel like um, I feel like y'all set up these big, beautiful black families and then y'all tear them apart. And, and I hate watching that shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't like um, Empire. I didn't I like... Hate I hate it, Empire. Not even because the storyline, but... It, or, I mean, the storyline does have some effect, but it's just y'all, y'all did everything. Y'all had this big family, black family at that. And it y'all ain't do shit, but watch them claw at each other, mm-hmm. eat, like hurt each other and shit. And I'm not saying that don't happen, but I don't want to see that shit. Right. I don't. I think a good example of a black family is blackish. Oh, um, yeah. That's a good, like, that's still keeping a tradition of like what Cosby did. 
and and other family matters mm-hmm. and, and my wife and kids yeah it can show a dysfunctional family but it doesn't like, have to be it doesn't have to be a struggling as mm-hmm. drug dealing as family and i feel like that's what all black people are getting signed to roles like remember when every black person was signed to well of course the slave roles mm-hmm. it was so numbing to the fact and and but that's our culture the the cocaine crack epidemic in in the 80s that's was our culture you know what i mean and they try to like numb numb it like oh this was epic this was this and this and that mm-hmm. so it takes the hurt out of it because a lot of families was hurt behind that crack like I, I talk, so many families i talked to my mom it was like yo it was cool like the 70s was cool my mom was born in 1974 so she had a brief time in um the 70s right she said the 70s was cool when the 80s came in um her heroes turned like terrible like a motherfucker that was so fly drugs just has just had a hold on them mm-hmm. you know what i mean them, like the families just was got broken the abuse and this and like you seen like you ain't see the community fucked up like you see a motherfucker you you ever look at an old person like way when you was little like why was you sweeping the steps mm-hmm. they 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 cleaning their community they keeping it up yeah mm-hmm. it was the hood but and that that actually used to happen a lot you would have like the older people who would be outside. You see them picking up trash. You see them doing little stuff. Or don't throw that on the ground. Yeah, da, da, da. You see, but that that's part of the village. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a village. And, and like, growing up, I grew up on 84th and Superior. That's our first house. Or that's my first house that mm-hmm. I can remember for real. Um, and I just remember that whole neighborhood. Like, we, we weren't all, like, best of friends or nothing, but... We all knew each other. I remember I was, I'm riding down the street on the bike and I'm chasing after my brother. And I called, I said something, something trash. And the older lady, she thought I said ass. And she was like, she she corrected me. She was like, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. Like, that's not, mm-hmm. you know, something you, but it, it's like, you don't got that no more. Because right. you correct the kid now and it's like, don't fucking talk to my kid. And I think that was the purpose of um, what Tyler Perry was like with Medea. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose. It was somebody on the block that was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, come on. Or somebody that somebody can go to for that good advice and mm-hmm. stuff like that that would take care of the kids. For me, that was um, my mother's godma. You mm-hmm. know, she wasn't the Medea or anything, um, but she she treated me like family. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it was it was it was just like that was the neighborhood heroes. That was my mom's hero. That was a family. Like my mom, we it's you know it's different families, mm-hmm. but I always thought it was joint. You know what I mean. But my mom would go over there, and they would have big family uh, gatherings, cabin trips. You know they had a thing with the lake and stuff like. That. My mom would tell me stories like that, um, big holidays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Where where did that tradition go with a lot of things with with a lot of fam black families because um even even going to um I had a long conversation with this lady from Boston at work two hours right um and she was saying like uh yeah my uh, my daughter's married she's thirty one right no kids thirty one she says before she has kids she has to settle in like her man she wants to settle in her marriage. Mm-hmm. And it kind of was like an eye opener because I'm like, bro, people our age are just having kids just to have. That's why the family foundation. Oh. And I'm saying this because it's like that opening, that eye opening, I have to get settled in my marriage. That's still a person saying, I don't even know if I want to have kids with you. Mm-hmm. Yet. 
But that's that's because like, you know, so much shit has been taken away from us. That is very true. And it's like, uh, again, you have people who um, don't get to live out their their lives to old age and shit. So you have a lot of people who, and not just that, like you you have a lot of people who are misguided. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of people who are um, who are doing shit on their own and don't know no better. Like, well, that's also misguided. But mm-hmm. you know, growing up, we and then you have influence, Team Mom. Yeah, that was yeah that was so irresponsible. But you know, I didn't have a do. problem with Team Mom because it was white women going through black single mom problems, and I didn't really have a problem with that. But I feel like it sensationalized teen pregnancy. Like, I feel yeah, like it made like, it seem like, like... Fucking was cool at. Not even just fucking, because they ain't record them fucking. They got to them after they was pregnant. Right, but, but it was, was fucking. It was, yeah, it was fucking. But it's like seeing you, you, you put these young girls on TV and you show what they going through, but you, it's not shown like people, it's like with, with the other reality TV shit. People see that and don't see like, okay, there's a lesson there. Y'all don't mm-hmm. do that part. Y'all never do that part. Y'all like to film the drama. Right. Y'all make it seem entertaining. Right. And then now people think that's entertaining. That's how shit goes. Yeah. And, and like we know TV has an effect on people. We know that. A big effect. Like my people, I'm pretty sure teen pregnancy, because nigga growing up, you started looking around and everybody was pregnant. Like it, it just, it, it became... Uh, like a trend And now we at an age Where it's like People are having babies No Yeah people are having babies But again On the other end It's like It's a lot of us Who are like We not having kids We ain't having kids No time soon And it's like When you get to them ages Where you feel like You about to have kids It's like Oh well shit I don't even know If mm-hmm. I want these motherfuckers You see what I'm saying Because once again You don't want to bring A child into this world What people don't know When you have a kid And you just In love for that moment mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like you're now responsible for a life. Yeah. Your life is no more. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 depleted in in a sense because now you're dedicating 18 years to groom and raise a person. And we're not saying that's a that's a bad thing, but what we're saying is it's like you have to become aware of that. You got to become aware of now it's not just me. I have to live for a whole other person. A whole different person. And that's why people would be like, "Oh, my mom my mom is my my best friend in mm-hmm. in a sense." But I know that's my mother. But, but on a mature of, level. On a mature level. I still know that is an authority figure. Mm-hmm. I would never disrespect. I would never go out of my range to to openly disrespect. And I feel like that's what a lot of y'all think your mom is your friend. You know what I mean? And and, and that's why, because your mom or your dad has lived through you. They need to live through you now. You're in your 20s. and you're, Why my dad in the club with me? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, he's trying to live through you because he didn't get that moment at 23, 21. Mm-hmm. You still don't got no kids. That's cool. You know what I mean. And then but, you got people who who, you know, one thing I I know is like, if you was raised by your grandma, your grandparents, or like another relative, then and your mother or your parent, your, your father, because it's not just a mother thing, but it does happen to a lot of women where a lot of women have to be the ones to be like, you know, uh, they don't have a, you know, a lot of times. Women end up as single mothers. So they being a single mother is hard in itself, but then they give that responsibility off to the grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. 
or uncle or auntie or some shit like that. And now they, they're taking care of the kid. Like they're fully taking care of the kid. The kid, the That's kid why they is going to respect for the parents. Yeah. The kid is going to, the kid listens to me. Cause I, I raised him. I did that. Like my, um, my cousin, my grand, my grandma, my, my auntie was going through things like my auntie. She had a drug addiction and she was, um, you know, she was just also, she got pregnant at like 14. Uh-huh. She was really young and she just wasn't able to really take care of him at that time. Um, my grandparents raised him and he called my grandparents, mom and dad. And he even still like before they passed, he was still calling them mom and dad. Well, and then, you know, his mother, Ended up getting clean. She mm-hmm. got clean. She got herself together. My auntie is doing really good for herself and everything. Um, and But he still, like, she missed out on that, though. Mm-hmm. She missed out on that because she, she couldn't be there for him. I kind of just rambled a little no, bit. No, it, it, was, it was relative because I was going to. Um, and stop putting the burden on, the, on your kids, too. Um I don't even say a burden. Um, it was a story because I was as as we was talking about this. It was a story, like ain't ain't nobody asked to be here. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest pill, the pill to swallow. I had a conversation with my father and um, with titles. Like even going back to that, like I, I kind of like. It's like I, I had this trouble in like why do I still call you dad? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because but this label you have to do X Y and Z. You have to do this and this and that. And to my dad, he may feel like. He's he's done so much in the world. He's done this and this and that. I, whatever. I think it was a car ride we had. I think I was like a teenager. And I was like, you know, I asked him, I said, uh, what do you, uh, so what did you want? He's like, you know, um, I really wanted a girl. Um, so I was like, oh, so something, like, you know, X, Y, and Z. But he was, and then he ended it up, but I really didn't, like, want you at all. Mm. So... It's 16 or 15, however, age, I don't even know what age I was when I heard that. So it was just like, nigga, I didn't really ask to be here either. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And But hearing that, like, your parent doesn't want you, it was like, why? where do you place, place that title? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, nigga, I don't even know. It's just related to that, like, the respect factor of, like, nigga, you didn't raise, I'd rather call another nigga dad before you, but why do I call you that? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm still trying to transform that meaning. And it's like, I call you dad because it's like, I don't, I feel like because I don't know you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. Um, How do I say? Uh, um, I don't know that type of, like, anything else. Like, nothing, not saying nothing was an example of being a dad, but it's like, I don't know your name. Even if I could call, I know your name. Your name mm-hmm. is my name, but. If I don't know you, so I just call you dad. There's no meaning to it. There's nothing behind it. There's no power behind it. Say, what's up, dad? And it's just like that. Cause Do you I just, feel like calling him by his name would um, kind of like... I have, but yeah. it's just like, in my body, that respect your elders type thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. It feels like disrespect. It feels like disrespect, but mm-hmm. it's like, what respect have you really earned? You know what I mean? And it's, and it's not saying that. It is saying that because it's like... You don't have to call a person... Your parent just because they gave you know gave, yeah they were a part of the reason why you here exactly like some people don't deserve that some people don't deserve to and get, I know people that don't don't call their parent like they'll call them by their first name I call my mom by her first name but, but that's out of love and it's like you but know, that's what I'm saying 
mm-hmm. called my mom out her first name out of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, Keish, da 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 da, love you. I say mom too. Mm-hmm. But when I feel like I call you dad, it means nothing. Mm. It doesn't mean anything at all. Like it's a title, and I don't. Uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Type of shit. But I'm looking at the time. It's about that time where we leave you with a positive message to get through the week, nigga. Because it's not niggas. Darrell is got a dentist appointment, so he won't be with us. This is a bonus episode. So, nigga, niggas, um. I would say, you know, we talked, we touched on quite a few things in this episode. We talked about, um, you know, being used after death. We talked about people living fast and everything. Um, I would say take a moment and just evaluate your life and and just look at how your life is going right now. And like, can you say you are truly happy? Can you and and you don't have to be truly happy, but can you say you are like if if you realize you aren't happy, see what's not making you happy. And if if it's things that you are putting upon yourself, try to change that. If it's things that are coming from the outside that you can't control, block that shit. Do something to like remove yourself from that. Um and and just find your happiness. Find like I think a lot of times we do we 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 want a purpose, but we want to come into the purpose ourselves. We don't want anybody else giving us that purpose or 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 responsibility or title. We want that for ourselves. We want to realize it on our own. And sometimes you have to do that. That's it. Uh, I I wrote down. Actually, I'm gonna just say this. To the bad kid, I know you probably not listening to this, but for whoever was a bad kid, you were never the bad kid. You know what I mean? You were just misunderstood. They were trying to keep you in a box. They were trying to put you in in a... And now, sometimes you can be a badass, devious motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. But you were never the bad kid. You were just different to to in thinking, in different of ways. You know what I mean? You can be a bad kid if you draw some titties on, the, on a piece of paper, but it's just use you probably making science. You know what I mean? It's just science or something. It don't make you being a being doing something bad does not define you for the rest of your life. Exactly. And and it and don't like honestly, and this is like the real as it come, teachers didn't even think I was gonna make it out of high school. You know what I mean? But I proved them wrong. I went to college, started a business, you know, I met great people. Um, doing great things now, you know what I mean? You're not, don't let people define who you are. Don't, and, I, and I'm a big believer of don't domesticate those thoughts that people, the negative affirmations, don't do it because they don't get you nowhere. So with that being said, I'm Nas. I'm Vince. And thank you for being awkward with us. See you next week.